0: in stereo where available and where not available it's not in stereo there's nothing we can do about that so don't blame us we have no control over it call your cable company if there's some sort of a problem or the local broadcaster but if they're not giving you stereo and you want stereo that's your problem not ours don't bug us complain to your congressman or newt gingrich like i'm sure he'd care ha! but we don't want to get any letters understand good
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 4 of Sketch Watch Play. My name is John Fleury. And I'm Christopher Wade. And we are still sorting out some mic troubles. Yes, we are.
0: It's an amazing day. <laughs> For microphones? Yes. <laughs> they just they refused to work at the last minute.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same one when we did the test recording. You were saying, like, it's it has barely been used, but you think you left it in, like, a moisture field area or something.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to replace it. I mean, I, usually I don't have much uh, many problems with this particular microphone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm hoping that. Um, by the way, it's a for those who are wondering, it is a Samsung C01U. It's it's basically built for this kind of thing. But I don't use it very often. I typically just use it for voice recording when I have a, when I have an opportunity. But long story short, I'm going to need another one. I might be able to help with that eventually,
1: especially if it's used for the podcast. Uh, yeah. Keep me, keep me updated on that. No problem. So uh, as between our recording and the last episode where we talked about Country Panda and all things Final Fantasy XV, mm-hmm. uh, we got approved on both iTunes and Stitcher. Yay! Yeah, which is – I was not expecting it to happen so quickly. They said it could take even weeks. But if you wish to uh, check us out outside of our blog or Twitter or whatever, we you, we are available on the directories for both those – that. Both of those services. But, uh, Chris, I know that uh, we had to delay these last couple of days because, you know, priorities got in the way. Life um, comes at you fast sometimes. It And uh, but the good thing is, I think I told you we're going to try and I'm going to try and aim for a regular uh, Friday upload for each episode. That sounds good. So we're recording this on Sunday, so it should be plenty of time to get Mm -hmm. it ready for the for this next coming weekend. Oh no, it's it's recording on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should probably catch up a bit on. So have you been playing more Final Fantasy Fifteen?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And I still love it. It's still uh, a really fantastic game. I know there are, I don't want to say a lot, but I know there are a few people who have some hangups about Nomura's character design styles.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but the um, And, I mean, that's Nomura. You're going to have anime pretty boys. What can I say? People like that. Um, but regardless, the game itself is super, super fun. And honestly... I don't care about the story anymore. <laughs> As it kind
1: I of, I'm hearing midway through it kind of falls off a cliff. at parts.
0: Well, I haven't even gotten close to uh, uh, to like the main story bits. Like just last night, I finally made it to chapter three, but I'm on I'm I'm on level thirty. Like I, oh. I, I spend I spend most of my time just doing side quests and trying to get strong enough to like beat up iron giants and and like a plethora of bombs. I just beat the shit out of the, uh, out of a the bandersnatch the um the other night. That was fun.
1: It's funny. I uh, I was feeling like I was probably way behind you, but I'm actually just starting chapter three, like when the first new region opens up, right? Yeah, yeah. After you beat a guy called Loki, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's I'm at the exact same spot.
0: Yeah. I, the the thing is, like Loki showed up. And he was like, I'm going to do this for the empire. And I got myself a a nice red robot. Don't you see its color? And I'm walking around with my dudes like, dude, we're at level 28. What is your problem? What have you been doing? We've been leveling. We saw the exact same robot at level 76. Three times in chapter two, and he consistently beat our ass. He reminds me of like
1: uh, those early Star Fox bosses. I'm going to crush you. I've been. <laughs> he is the Final Fantasy equivalent of those wimpy uh, first bosses. You'll never defeat
0: Andros! Oh. and he exploded. And yeah, I'm just like well. You'll anyway. never defeat Nipple Arm. I think he yells, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was something like, man, you really should have chosen a better line of work. He, yeah, at it's... first I was like, is he supposed to be
1: someone? But then I'm like, you know, he's just kind of a wimpy first proper boss.
0: Yeah, he just showed up like, I'm a badass. And then we showed up like, uh man, I'm sorry, goodbye. We and I, killed
1: liked, him. Uh, I liked having, um, what's his name, is his name Core?
0: yeah of course cool
1: that general guy uh i like the idea that you get temporary party members who have their own like uh those special abilities they use up their bar because his is a beast he's just like yeah. one charge forward i think i used that to finish off Loki. Uh,
0: it's it's really cool and more than any other final fantasy that i've played um this one is written explicitly well in terms of character not mm-hmm. in terms of um development or in terms of having like a fleshed out epic story that you can follow and be able to figure out its nuance. But so much as far as the characters are approachable. The characters are people you can hang out with. The characters are people you can invite into your personal space. And for some people out there, that's actually quite the welcoming opportunity.
1: Yeah, um, no, we touched on that uh, last week. It's character
0: interactions. That aspect is handled really well. The performances are really dynamite. Yeah. I I I love being able to uh, see my bonds with these little polygons get stronger uh, as I go go forward in the game. It's really fun and it's refreshing to see that in Final Fantasy. It's something that I haven't seen. We all haven't seen in quite a while. Not yeah, since, not that since Yeah, not since not since uh, the days when ten came around. Even ten had its, had, uh, even ten was very linear in that regard, yeah. it, was, it was very focused. Have you uh, got any of the like those
1: random set out with one companion in the morning to do something?
0: Yes, I did that with Iggy. Oh, uh, was his the cooking
1: one? His was the
0: cooking one. Hey, stir
1: this oatmeal or whatever for me. Just a little mini game, yeah. rotate the ro- control stick.
0: And me and Serena have a friend who is super down with trying to get with Iggy. She is like, this is my mission. My mission is to marry Ignis and go on a date with them. Do. Very uh, not-safe-for-work things with Iggy. Is she saying
1: this about herself or about Noctis? uh, Probably both. (laughs) All right, well, good luck with the
0: latter. But but honestly, the game is definitely fanfic fodder, Um, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's fun that way. And and Square Enix has always been kind of like that, at least since the Ten era, but I'm glad that they're actually recognizing that they should just own up to it in a way where it's respectful of the characters, and not in a way where it's just like, dress up Lightning in these super goofy outfits and see what happens. Yeah,
1: there are character outfits. uh, Oh, totally. But I don't know if they ever get that goofy. Actually, did you see the uh, latest trailer for Kingdom Hearts 2.8?
0: Oh yes, I did actually.
1: It looks like they're gonna have character customization now and dress Aqua up with mini ears.
0: Yeah, well, when I I bring up characterization, I mean it in a way uh, where it's like- Less exploitative. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I'm sure there's going to be that here and there. Um, But in terms of like these characters, you're having fun with these characters. There's a way where the narrative is treating them a little bit more with fun, dignity, uh, or with a lot of, I don't want to say care, uh, because I think that's a a little bit too delicate a word here. Mm -hmm. But they're taking it very loosely and also very seriously at the same time. They're not so focused on, at least the writing it seems, hasn't been so focused on developing this giant mythos and just developing like the tiny interactions that get you to that point. Yeah, it'll be... I think that's...
1: I like I like I think I said last week we're gonna be revisiting this, so don't be surprised to hear more Final Fantasy for a while. Yeah. Considering it's it's if you beat the main quest and do a lot of side quests, it can take you like thirty hours or more. Yeah, definitely.
0: This I mean, if you're doing a story mode, story mode's not that long. But if you go go out of your way to do like the side missions, this is a long game. Yeah. It really is. But even besides that, I don't want to spend too long talking about Final Fantasy No, we, we,
1: we will. So I want to tell you, Um, that I'm just going to pull a game out out of nowhere, seemingly, because uh, mm-hmm. on our one of our first episodes, I mentioned playing Watch Dogs 2, which I still have yeah. a really fun game. I'm not yeah. talking about Watch Dogs 2, though. Uh, Uh They have an Easter egg uh, in there where they're, like many open world driving games, they have like a cab minigame akin to Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Only now the aesthetic is meant to be very Uber-ish. Ooh, okay. But the game, the name for the app and the service is Driver SF, which is a reference to a little game from Ubisoft a couple years ago called Driver San Francisco. Ah, Which I have decided to pick up and start actually playing to completion. Okay. Uh. Have you ever played any of the driver games? They're pretty old yeah, at this point.
0: Uh, not really. I think uh, I may have tapped one of them, but I forget that I forget which, and they never really um, made that big of an impression on me.
1: No, I, mean, I only played. I believe there were two in the PS One days that were a big deal, and I played like yeah. a half hour of one at a friend's house a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, then GTA kinda of came and stole its thunder. Yeah. They, they tried making uh, driver 3 for in like the PS2 days and I remember that being like one of the more notorious flops because it had a big budget, big ambitions, but it was really buggy and really unpolished and just not fun. And so apparently this is kind of like a loose sequel, but it doesn't you don't really need to play the others to know it. And mm-hmm. the gimmick its main gimmick is what drew me to it because it's one of the most unique open world games in terms of like its central conceit. Yeah, because the other three were like gritty crime stories. <laughs> this one starts with you know you got a pair of cops and uh, who drive everywhere and you know they're they're cool and rugged. And yeah. while they're escorting some crime lord to prison, he stages a breakout and yeah. rams their car. And the main guy is in a coma for the entire game, and the game is his dream. And so he does not quite realize, at least not yet, I'm still like the first third, that he's in like a, a fake San Francisco. And mm-hmm. it's doing like a they live type thing of showing posters like, wake up, you need to get better. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. And then, so because of this dream, you can press a button and he'll shift where he basically, his spirit jumps out of the car and his body. You can possess any driver in any other car nearby. And like there's no on ground stuff. It's all wow. about. Shifting, that they call it, from vehicle to vehicle, and so when you're exploring the the main map to find different missions and activities, it's not running around, or it can be driving around if you want. It's actually, still a little hidden collectibles on the on the map. Yeah. But, so you can be like all right, I'm going go to this race I want to go to a story mission like and the main story missions is only unlock if you do a certain amount of side activities and it's a it's also a really cool concept because whenever you uh you enter a side activity or side mission, you get little cutscenes of the driver and their passenger that you're yeah. about to like possess and so you're you're in those funny little situations like uh, I remember I did one where there's, like, some TV star who is with her chauffeur who you possess. Yeah. And I think she, she's on the phone with some rapper who has a vendetta against her and is like, I'm going to figure out where your next show is and, like, <laughs> torch the place or something. And so he's like, quick, drive into all the street advertisements all over town so he can't find figure out where we are. <laughs> and that works. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's really charming. And um, I, I, to be honest, it probably isn't going to be the only time I kind of pull some older game out of nowhere because – I, I think I've mentioned before I have such a backlog that I keep meaning to go back and finish.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, this, thankfully, I think swatch Dogs inspired me to go back and uh, revisit Driver San Francisco. So it's probably pretty cheap to get now if anybody's mm-hmm. interested. It's on three sixteen PS three. I think there's a Wii oh. version too. That was that was one of those games where the Wii version was a totally different game. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it's any good or not.
0: I should really get in get in more into uh, I don't want to say driving games, but Games that revolve around cars. <laughs> GTA. Um, well, yeah. Well, um, GTA I liked for the same reasons that I like Final Fantasy 15, where you don't have to do the actual story in order to have fun. Yeah. You can just run around, do whatever the hell you want, and it's you're going to have a great time because you're basically getting into mayhem. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, the last time I, uh, I think one of my favorite driving games or racing games or whatever has been the um burnout revenge on the Xbox yeah. Xbox 360 that that blew my mind no pun intended cuz being able to great. yeah being able to explode your car at any given moment as long as you have enough power to do so is just amazing
1: yeah um, i remember liking that the third one on the original Xbox and paradise yeah. the open
0: world one was pretty good too yeah, I, I really should get into more car games, honestly. Same. same. Yeah.
1: I guess, well, I guess I am right now with Driver. There's, that's pure cars. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. It, it, is, it does kind of make me sad that apparently the uh, Burnout developers just were transferred over to Need for Speed. I've heard mm-hmm. some of those are good, too, but it still, yeah. still sounds like it's not quite the same. Okay. But uh, And there were have been others that I was interested in, like that one, The Crew, that came out. Then I saw the yeah. reviews and went, oh, never mind.
0: Yeah, that's a shame.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there have been. I'm not really like into the Gran uh, Turismo type stuff. Type stuff. The realistic sims. Does Mario count? A cart count. Mario Kart does. I like okay. kart racers.
0: Okay, The Car- um, one I've
1: played in the recent years. Was that uh, second Sonic and Sega game? Transfer. Se-
0: I heard good things about that it's game. It's actually great. Yeah. The first one was good. The second one's great. I should uh, I should definitely try it out.
1: Yeah, definitely do if you see it on sale somewhere. It's a wonderful... It has some of those random uh, guest characters ever, too. I saw. I,
0: I saw the Did You Know Gaming on that. That was uh, um, some of the guest characters that they brought on there. It was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Like, the first one had system-specific ones, like Banjo-Kazooie or Mies. Yeah. And then for the second, they were like, and here's Wreck-It Ralph and Danica Patrick.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I get... I- <laughs> I really should. I really should uh, pick up some more Wii U games before the Nintendo Switch comes out. Yeah. I, at, at least uh, I should at least download them. Has Has Nintendo announced whether or not they're going to do backwards compatibility? Yeah, because I know they announced. They've already that said they're... it's not. No. Uh, what well, have they? Because I thought they only said that they weren't going to do like disc compatibility. Oh. They... Okay. That, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I haven't looked into it lately. That's what I heard. I've heard like a big stink about downloadable uh, compatibility. Yeah. Well, they're going to
1: do a big presentation for it in January, they've said, okay. with a lot more news right. since it'll be close to release. And they actually there have been a lot of rumors going around now that they're going to expand virtual console to include GameCube games. I heard about that. That's going to cool.
0: be that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of some of the GameCube games. So definitely no, no, not. But some of them were awesome. Yeah. Some of them were.
1: For every what's a, for every Star Fox Adventures, there was a, a Melee or Wind Waker and stuff. Yeah,
0: definitely. Okie dokie. Um,
1: I, I guess we should probably get to our main topic? Yeah.
0: We interrupt this program to increase dramatic tension. Thank you. And now, back to our program. So,
1: when we started this podcast, I knew that not only did I want to comment on, you know, very contemporary things like we've done with Country Panda and all these new games we've been talking about, but I mm-hmm. wanted to reach back and just think about, talk about things uh, that I grew up with or have been, you know, totally obsessed with and, earlier in my life that may not be the most iconic things and one of the first shows that came to my mind was the 1995 to 1996 kids wb cartoon freakazoid oh, which boy. yeah this, i was i was seeing chris's uh, facebook messages while he was watching it and this is going to be a very interesting conversation but to give a quick overview on the show because it's not that well known it launched. I remember when the WB first started, and wb It was one of the uh, shows to debut on the block on its first, uh, first first day, and it was. You can tell it was uh, made by a lot of the same crew who made a lot of the best and like most iconic uh, WB comedy cartoons back then like Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain basically you know they were all produced by Steven Spielberg they had a lot of, they had the same musician which like yeah. I, I love Even- the music in those shows it's so it harkens back to the old Looney Tunes style like comedic orchestral stuff yeah, even
0: Freakazoid's character design. Um, Bruce Timm of the, of the Batman, I'm old Batman. Get,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm about to get to that. Because that ties into the interesting history of the show. Mm-hmm. But it was... Uh, I Actually, me and my brother, we uh, taped many episodes of this show, and we loved it, but the general public was not quite as receptive. It got canceled after two seasons. And even they make a joke in a second season episode where Frigazoy is training with his mentor, played by Craig Ferguson, like mm-hmm. a decade before anybody knew who he was. Yeah. And he's saying Frigazoy don't get cocky and Figasoid somehow leads Ferguson's saying, Well it got me a second season. He starts going, You can't just be cocky like that, lad. They can drop you like a stone. Yeah. So just going to the history of this show's development This was originally created by uh, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, who were, like, the main force behind the DC animated shows of the 90s, 2000s, from Batman up to, like, Justice League. Yeah. And some of their original character designs still remain, like, for Frigazoid and the main girl, Steph. Their original idea, their pitch, was to do something. It would have a lot of comedic overtones and moments but it would still primarily be an action superhero show. It makes yeah. me think something like what Static Shock ended up being. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, kind of straightforward, or like Danny Phantom, like a lot of straightforward action but also a lot of funny moments. And yeah. Steven Spielberg, I don't know if it's because, maybe it's because they were, they were also starting, they were in the middle of Batman and about to make Superman, so maybe mm-hmm. he thought it was getting a little crowd in that area. And he said, why don't you just make it a full-on comedy? And they brought on the main team from Animaniacs, most notably a guy named um, Tom Rueger. I've never known how to pronounce that name.
0: Yeah, I think it's Tom Ruger. Ruger I'm not sure, yeah. but it, yeah. yeah.
1: He was the head guy behind what made like Animaniacs and Tiny Students what they were. And I have no other better way to put it than they were just let loose and ran wild. Because Freakazoid is one of the most... Delightfully insane American
0: cartoons, I think I've ever seen. Whatever cages uh, that the main crew were tied down with in Tiny Toons and Animaniacs, even some of their old uh, superhero affairs—they were those chains were just broken. Were uh, so at great. least, at, at least to the extent where you can still operate on a Saturday morning cartoon allowance. Oh my <laughs> god! this they show just was... went—they went insane.
1: <laughs> I, I remember like. When I started revisiting the show in high school, I was like, mm-hmm. was this written by insane people? Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> just all these crazy cutaways, just obliterating the fourth wall, just obliterating traditional like format and pacing of a show. Yeah. Entire episode was, gimmicks that are just
0: like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I definitely felt that. I actually I actually watched a little bit of it this morning, yeah. and I, I went through about three or four episodes. And... Man, if you're looking for like a standard superhero affair where nope. it's like you get to discover the characters' backstory nope. and fight, nope. figure out like themes and mythos, nope. No, this thing is off the wall crazy. Like, there's a point when Freakazoid is uh, running around and he has to go to a school prom in order to <laughs> save in order in order to save people from a villain named Escape guy. guy. Yeah, a very astute neanderthal neanderthal yeah. kind of guy he's
1: a very big tough guy but he talks like um the fake voice used in ferris bueller like oh, oh was, <laughs> his first line is oh, i subscribe to the new yorker
0: <laughs> is this caveat mm, i only have gold planted caveat the like,
1: there's so many good villains in this show um the main did you see any of the ones with the lobe uh
0: i did catch the one short with oh, the Ant-Man. lobe <laughs> Mm, definitely so, hand man yeah hand
1: man, I mean not handman. Uh the lobe is the main recurring villain he is called that because his head is a giant brain and he's kind of like yeah. a genius scientist mm-hmm. and they get so many good moments out of him did you, did you do you know who voiced him
0: um, I've heard his voice before but I don't know his okay. name He's, he's name, a he's a legit good actor, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: His name is David Warner, and David. If okay. we're talking – he has a long history of stage and film. If we're talking mm-hmm. geek culture, he was the main villain in the first Tron, Sorry, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And the scientist in Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Cool. Who he we also all had, thought was Baxter Stockman but
0: wasn't. <laughs> he also had a – I remember his voice from time to time. I'm not sure. Sh- he was uh, on Billy I, and Mandy. Yeah, there we go. Billy no. Mandy. Okay, okay. He
1: pops up all um, Time Time and stuff. He's, he's a very much a character actor who will pop up in small roles. Definitely. And he's very um, good at it. And the best thing is, I looked up videos of him. He mm-hmm. The Lobe and Freakazoid is one of his favorite projects he's ever done.
0: I'm glad. It looked like they had fun writing and voicing the, epi- um, the episodes that they did. And Paul Rugg? Or yes. Paul, the voice of Freakazoid. I remember reading that they tried a long time to figure out Uh, What is a good actor to portray the intensity and the craziness that they were trying to portray? For Freakazoid, and everybody kept doing this weird Robin Williams shtick because obviously Aladdin and Ferngully were big at the yeah, time. Yeah, right around time. And they didn't know what they wanted. They just knew that they didn't want these guys that failed in the auditions. They didn't want them. So uh, Paul, who had done work on was it Animaniacs? Yeah, and he was. It?
1: He's one. Of the, he's the writer for both. You know, writer for both shows, and he was the Mister Director, the Jerry Lewis parody. Like,
0: yeah, okay, yeah. Wait, then. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times. Okay, I'll get. I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but after a while, he just up and did the role of Freakazoid himself. The the improv. It was
1: was the the same situation that happened with Walt Disney because he was the original voice of Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. And if that was a situation where when they held auditions, he would keep doing the voice and go, no, it's more like this, more like this. And eventually they went,
0: why don't you just do it? I didn't know Walt actually voiced Mickey Mouse. That's amazing. In
1: the early black and white shorts up till like the 50s or something. Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. And um, apparently... The deciding factor in getting Rug was that Spielberg listened to a recording of his and went, "Yeah, run with it." Yeah, and they're like, "Well, that,
0: what he says goes." That was a good decision because Paul definitely makes the show. Yeah. He definitely makes Freakazoid uh, worth watching and brings a lot of the energy that needs to be in that show and make it what it is. And Serena loves the show, and we all have—we both have very, uh, very nice nostalgic moments <laughs> in watching it. But as a kid. I don't remember liking it that much. It's weird because I only liked a couple of moments in Freakazoid. But I never, I never woke up like it's got it's time to watch the Freakazoid. I rubbing did. my hands together. I'm uh, you, you and me differ in that greatly. I, I respect the show a lot, but even when I watched the show this morning, I was like, what What the hell is going on? No, that's an natural what reaction. What is happening? <laughs> uh, there was a... okay. I kid you not. The show was called Freakazoid, but they yeah. spent. Knowing that, and then watching an entire episode where they parody Johnny Quest, yeah, like Toby Danger, yeah, Toby Danger, like they got they tried their hand at doing the old Hanna Barbera dramatic lighting style yes. with, with heavy black shades and very, very limited, limited
1: animation,
0: very limited animation and uh, and uh, stock toilet effects. Uh, oh my god! And it, and it the show just runs with it. it it's not even like. It's not even like the the lawn gnome segment where where gargoyles. well yeah well uh, were the freakazoid show actually parodies gargoyles and there's tiny little snippets where freakazoid himself will pop in and be like this is a good idea I should actually take notes this toby danger segment just goes off on as a Johnny Quest thing and doesn't stop yep. it just doesn't yep. and what really what really made me and Serena kind of. Kind of die <laughs> on the inside. Oh, you told me about this. Well, 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 well actually, um, I'm gonna get to that one joke. Oh, okay. but, what made you die? Okay, uh, there is a particular segment in the Toby Danger segment when, like, the father figure, like, is trying to reroute electricity, so he takes it from different sources. Yeah. Takes it from a. Uh, he um he takes it from one building, then he takes it from a hospital where a surgeon actually, you know, cuts another nurse by accident. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna hang on that because that's not the most important thing. They cut to a Ray Charles concert where Ray Charles is on the piano. And of course, Ray Charles is blind. But when the lights go off, Ray Charles is still jamming (laughs) away on the piano. And we're just like, that is rude. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a great segment. It was a great little cut. But those little moments, those tiny little moments make Freakazoid like... What it well, is. It, you know, it makes it the cult uh, the cult classic that it is. Like, it didn't do that well when it was, like, officially being broadcasted. No. But when it switched over to Cartoon Network and people actually remembered the show and there was an actual, like, fixed time slot so people could actually catch the show. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to networks that may not actually be watching this. People loved it. People were, uh, like, people fond, have great fond memories of Freakazoid, even though it didn't do that well when it was first aired. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, and it actually, um... I do want to discuss, this is actually, did you see any episodes? You saw episodes with Cosgrove, right? The co- oh,
0: yeah. Uh, we saw uh, a couple moments with Cosgrove, yeah.
1: Cosgrove, he's voiced by uh, Ed Asner. Yeah. This was my introduction to Ed Asner. Like, mm-hmm. my parents had Merrily Tyler Moore. Kids, did they have Up? I have Cosgrove.
0: I remember hearing um, Asner's voice um, from his stint on the Superman, on the Superman adventures when it came out on Kids WB. He was... Uh, Who was he? He was uh, um, one of Darkseid's like recurring generals, oh. and it was like a it was a small, middle aged woman, who he voiced. So he was still <laughs> doing like a like a like a granny. Uh, oh, like granny like goodness! A, yeah, granny. He was that doing was him? Granny, that. Was him? Um, and it was pretty amazing. I was like, oh, oh, that's you. That's weird. Let me okay, double check. So he does have range. Yeah, l- let me, let me double-check just to be sure. Yeah, because um, God- be for Superman. But Kong yeah.
1: Doob is amazing because it is a running gag that... Sometimes there are episodes about, you know, he's with there the whole time. But mm-hmm. often, like, Freakazoid will be on his way to solve crime. And he can technically fly around as a lightning bolt because yeah. he's, like, powered by the internet and stuff. But yeah. his preferred method is to stick his hands straight up in the air in like a V <laughs> shape like 45 degrees ahead of him and just run straight ahead we're going <laughs> uh, to pretend he's flying because that's yeah. how he rolls and so many times Cosgrove will just drive up in his cop car and it's like Freakazoid you want to go to a mud bath Freakazoid <laughs> I got tickets to the honey carnival Freakazoid you want to go see a bear riding a motorcycle and Freakazoid always goes do i let's roll and then it's just like 20 seconds of them at this random place and and uh, then Cosgrove goes you know you Really, to get back to saving the whatever, it's like you're right. And then yeah. like, I was never mentioned again in that episode. Like, it, it's and then weird. there are episodes that are purely about him, like <laughs> uh, an episode where he falls in love with this uh like pretty cosmetic lady who turns out to be a monster, but only Freud yeah. knows. Did you see that one? I, I remember that one. I didn't and watch it recently. The, the way to figure out that if she's a monster is to to light a candle with her nose. Because mm-hmm. he's oh, wow. a scientist friend who's like, if, she, if you can not show Cosgrove that she would light a candle with her nose, that will prove it. And <laughs> um, and and then like there's a part where, where Cosgrove describes the sensation of being love. And he mm-hmm. says it feels like he's flying. So you get this fantasy of Cosgrove, who has this one grumpy expression. like He's just this permanent scowl. You almost never see his eyes. He's like the dad from Cloudy Chance of Meatballs. just a permanent mm-hmm. like, eyebrow. And he's just flying through the air with like Angel wings on his arms, while with a deadpan look, while his azure is still going like to be soaring through the sky on the wings of (laughs) love. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is the kind of show Freakazoid was all the time. It, it, it definitely had like a lot of random moments here. And the thing is, the thing is about Freakazoid is that you can't really jump into it and expect it to change. Cause it's not, it's no. not a traditional show, which has like a, a legit act, which just has like a, a structure. Which is form, well, it has like, it has its own structure, but it's, it's definitely like unconventional on how it approaches its storytelling. Cause it's just made up of, Throwing things at the wall. I'm throwing jokes at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, like and not every the, single one does stick, but the ones no. that do are incredible. They, they are, and the show out and out says this. Like during the fanboy episode, yeah, when they cut to. The Freaka Lair and Fanboy is like, oh, I didn't know you had your own lair. And Freak just walking with him and he says, Yeah, we just, we're just trying out a whole bunch of ideas and seeing what sticks. Like, literally, that's yeah. what he, he said.
1: He, there's an episode where he gets the Freakmobile and he, and he goes into a speech like the network wanted us to be more toyetic. And then the announcer, there's this recurring announcer, goes, Toyetic made to promote toys. Buy your yeah. own Freakmobile. I don't think they ever made toys in this show, but they, I guess no, they tried.
0: They didn't, but you know, I, I, if they had the chance, I guess it just didn't do well enough to. Actually, yeah, fly. And,
1: yeah, once and they saw the ratings, they were like, let not.
0: The, the thing about Freakazoid is that it's very strange, yes, <laughs> and, and, yes. And, and the moments where it's good, it's very good, uh, those moments are very good. But me, me walking into the episode of Freakazoid where uh, Candle, this this villain Game named Candle, yeah, this villain named Candle Jack shows up, <laughs> it's I was kind of upset because they made oh, this like, one joke really, yeah, yeah, to go back yeah. to it. Yeah, they they uh they're talking, like, they're,
1: they're, Freakazoid they're, they're, okay, I'll just set it up. Freakazoid and these kids are at a campfire saying, What would be the scariest thing in the world? And Freakazoid says
0: The Freakazoid just pops in and is like and says the, the scariest thing in the world would be if they made another show about Sinbad. And yeah, with Sinbad and kids yeah, yeah. are horrified. The kids are mortified <laughs> and they run into their cabin screaming at the top of their lungs, and I'm just sitting there like I like Sinbad Why? I've never
1: really seen his stuff So I can't comment
0: <laughs> Well I have to be honest I was a kid when Sinbad came on And honestly I remember more About the Martin show Than I do about Sinbad So that's That says a bunch <laughs> I love Sinbad to death Don't get me wrong mm-hmm. But man I don't remember much my about My
1: Sinbad My only real Sinbad memory Is when he guest starred On all that Did you ever see that episode? My-
0: I do remember those episodes. He played uh,
1: Ishbu's dad, the former.
0: Yeah. Kitty was Sinbu. Oh wait, all that, uh, all that. Uh, I thought you meant Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant um, she's all every, that. No, no, no. Uh, a different world. Uh, oh no, no, I, no, I've never seen that. Yeah. I also remember that he's on Steven Universe uh, uh, as a Is recurring character. Yeah, he's the. Uh, um, sweetie, what's his name on Steven Universe? He's I forgot his name. He's um, he's a theme park guy. Yeah. Oh. I'm um. Mister Smiley. TV. Okay. Cool. He's yeah, he's still it. acting. He just he yeah. had a show. Yeah, uh, and he's legit the bomb on uh on Steven Universe. And this is a quick segue because we are going all, all over the place. Yeah, that, just um, like Freezoid. Yeah, but I'm gonna mention this one joke uh, real quick in Steven Universe, where he says that um uh, Steven finds out that Mr. Smiley used to have a career as a comedian. And Steven's like, Wow, do you know any jokes? Can you can you tell me some? And Mr. Smiley, as in bed, out and out says I don't really want to talk about it, and it kind of broke our hearts just a little bit. <laughs> um, and that kind of makes me look at uh, look at this episode uh, from Candlejack uh, in Freakazoid. It makes it go. The Sinbad show wasn't good? <laughs> Wait!
1: <laughs> I don't even know. Was it called Sinbad? It was called Sinbad. Okay, I never saw it. but um, Yeah,
0: I don't think it lasted too long. <laughs>
1: but, might be, I guess the writers certainly didn't like it. But mm-hmm. that, that episode is also amazing because it didn't even spawn like a meme because the idea is that Candlejack is a boogeyman who yeah. like, comes to take you away if you say his name. Yeah. <laughs> and so... At one point, Freakazoid is running off, to, he sees Cosgrove, and uh, his girlfriend Steph and these kids are all getting captured, because they're all going, oh my god, it's Scandal Jack!" And um, Freakazoid comes, no, it cuts to uh, some German scientist, uh, voiced by Ken Triton, I looked up the actor. Oh, oh wow. Because Freakazoid name drops him, I'll get to that, going mm-hmm. like, "There's those, no such things, Scandaljack! And he shows up and captures him in his office. Freakswood comes back and it's like, oh, but it its not They're like, no, don't say it. And he's like, what? Don't say Candlejack. Cut oh, him tied up. Oh, yeah, like, he why got caught. Freak'soid, why'd you say his name? And then he goes, I want to do that thing like an F Troop when uh, when Aham says, like, I-, I want to wear a dress. They're like, yeah, you're wearing that dress. And they cut him in, his, in, in the dress. And they play stock footage of F Troop of a character yeah. in drag. And then the rest of the episode, Freakswood just like pauses. He like unhinges his rope and he starts going walk, walking around the fake set doing this like fake. Like, yeah, voice yeah. Like, I want to thank
0: Steven. I want to thank Kenny Mars. These yeah, Asner. I want to cry. Yeah, he breaks character. Like, <laughs> everyone is tied up. Yeah. And, and then, like, uh Candlejack goes to do something. I don't know. Yeah. And Freakazoid just stops, breaks character, and starts talking this very. Uh, dignified and noble Yeah, and walking around voice. gets a movie set, like all the actors yeah. are not tied up and they're just killing their chairs and I just, stuff. I just, I just and, want to talk about like how amazing this crew actually is. Can we, can we just stop for a moment <laughs> and just talk about how Ed Asner? I mean, he's he's a hugger, he's a kisser, he's and about. he knows his lines. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? And these kids, have you ever in your life been filled with more joy being around kids, whether they're you know
1: religious, experiential or not? I love them, all of them. We'll hug after the show. And no, and then the episode's not even over because then he's like, I have an idea, and he cuts to this. Random guy, like this <laughs> stoic newscatch looking guy who's like Freakazoid had a terrific idea, and it's like, just a basic like put it, make a cage, put a pie in it, and put a camo over it, and they drop, and they keep cutting back to the guy going like I think there's a thumbtack under my banning.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Every episode
1: has stuff like this. This is Very- the kind of show Freakazoid was, and if you think it sounds amazing, watch it because you probably think it is. But if you're like Chris, it just might. Overwhelm you like you it's, you were baffled by
0: this for, for me yeah it's completely baffling when I was a kid it was completely baffling and, and I'm 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 a large adult now and it's completely baffling and I'm watching this and I'm like what the f- I was what telling the you, flying like, I'm hell
1: a, I'm actually I'm a big fan of like those certain like anime that are like, crazy comedy like crazy even by their standards like yeah. Excel Saga Kamari High School uh, the last anime I was really obsessed with Bo 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 Bobo, Bobo which I might oh, pick man. someday just so you know yeah uh, this is like, the American equivalent of those shows. Mm-hmm. They just it's, lost their shit, and it was fascinating to behold. It's kind of we weird. Haven't talked about, we haven't even talked about uh, Ricardo Montalban is on this show. The what? Did you see any of those episodes? The what? The what, what, what? Ricardo Montalban, Khan from Star Trek, plays, like, the big villain of the show.
0: I didn't know that. It's,
1: it's This is my first exposure to him as well. Him, Craig Ferguson, and Ed Asner. And mm-hmm. he he's this kind of, you know, crooked executive with an eye patch, but he looks and sounds a lot like that actor. There's yeah. a point where he has um, the Craig Ferguson character and Dexter Douglas, who's the nerdy alter ego freaking so captured. You'll never get away with it, Gutierrez! Get away with what? I haven't said anything yet. You're right, sorry. I jumped the gun. My fault. I plan on eliminating both of you. You'll never get away with it, Gutierrez! Yeah, and he starts just doing this like distorted version. He goes like, "Revenge is a dish best served with pinto beans and muffins." And and he starts saying like, "I will stick a gooey worm in your ears, torture your brain."
0: And oh my god!
1: He, he even starts quote starts talking about Kirk and goes, "Oh, sorry, I got carried away." Like he catches himself breaking character. Oh my god! <laughs> and then there's another episode where he figures out how to get super, figures out with superpowers, becomes like an evil equivalent. And oh it's, wait, it's, you it's, know it's, what? I this, do
0: kind of remember that. Yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. The yeah, joke
1: is he's trying to be all menacing and. Figure He's going like You're such a weenie. And he's like the entire episode, I am not a weenie. You are the weenie. <laughs> Me and my brother have quoted this show to each other for like two decades. We do that. Uh, I think we probably do one of the things we mentioned. And one of my all-time favorite episodes, because it was the most gloriously dumb concepts ever, is this episode called Relaxo Vision mm-hmm. uh, You didn't get to this one, so I'll sum it up real quick. It starts with with Ben Stein talking to the camera like the censors have demanded we find something less scary to, for how we present Freakasoids. So we have created relaxovision. And every so they play like a traditional episode. Every time something action packed starts to happen, it cuts to stock live action footage of like little goldfish oh, or a meadow God. or cows. Do, and it plays this like this it's from a real like old WB movie, this um I'm gonna put it edit it into the episode. And it's yeah, this I have I have just every time it I'll stop, it's, like, it's this music
0: that goes nah, 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 nah. and it's just flowers and uh, yes. flowers just playing every I, episode I rem- it's
1: like 20 times
0: they do this I remember that I, I, I didn't watch it recently but I remember <laughs> that happening and I did have a ball with that I, I did oh, like man. those little asides where the show knows it doesn't have to take itself seriously it, it doesn't, doesn't even doesn't have even to even pretend try. Yeah, they does not even have to pretend to be like, okay, we're going to have a few laughs, but this is the real story right here. No, nope. there's none of that. The nope. show is effing bonkers. Uh, and there's there's a lot of joy to be had in appreciating that. Even Freakazoid itself... It's like a lip from another character, like what, what was it, a uh, Madman or something? From uh, oh, what i was read it? that. They kind of yeah. They were kind of yeah. accused of stealing a
1: concept from another comic or
0: something. Yeah, yeah. Um, even that, a giant. It's a parody of like old, uh, of like a weird comedic assize that just it just it just goes down this giant road of insanity while still being okay with poking fun at other things. Let's talk about Hero Boy. Oh yes. boy. I think okay. you said
1: you you didn't rewatch it, but you remember it. I uh, remember Hero boy, boy! I need to sum it up. Uh, Gutierrez, who is the Ricardo Montalban con character, tries mm-hmm. to uh, he makes an evil clone of Freakazoid, and in the meantime ties him up. Mm-hmm. And the episode starts, with frees away watching Hero Boy, which is a spoof of the original Astro Boy, <laughs> yeah. which is the dumbest thing because it's um, Hero Boy, his catchphrase is, I must succeed. And his yeah. entire, unlike Astro Boy, his entire uh, repertoire of fighting is running into a Godzilla-sized monster and effectively punching its foot and making this noise. Oh, oh my God. And at the end, uh, in the middle of the episode, Gutierrez, I don't even remember which is to a torture and he's like, Think, we are going to watch our home movies. And it's more live action stock footage. Like a big kid in like a little model village, while Gutierrez going, here is a giant Swiss boy looking for cheese and houses. Mm-hmm. Give me cheese. <laughs> the the, oh, the candle jack episode in that ending montage. Like, mm-hmm. the, that weird announcer was going, and there was much rejoicing. And it cuts to stock footage of Swiss men in leader hosing alternating between doing, like, an old dance and slapping each other. It's, oh, my God. What the
0: hell? What is this show? It, it, it reminds me of a much more insane Monty Python show that that or movie. That's that's what it reminds me you of. It's it kind of British, which I love. Yeah. I love British it, humor. It, it's, it's so strange. Like... I can't see myself going back and watching Freakazoid. No. It's just—it's honestly just not my thing.
1: No, it's too. But there, it's a little too crazy <clears throat> for you.
0: Yeah, it's—it's it's very strange, but it's also—it's also something that I can deeply respect. There, there are things within the industry that it—that um, the writers and the voice and the actors and the artists—they're completely aware of, and they have a lot of respect for uh, for a lot of these things. But they don't mind poking fun at those things. Like, there's a segment, and this is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment that me and me and my wife absolutely fucking lost it earlier today, where it is just an opening of the majesty of space and showing like the the huge vastness of planets and stars that align our cosmos. And then there's this sleek and futuristic spaceship that flies along the galaxies in search of one sole planet. And it flies by two particular planets. And then Frederzoid pops up and he goes, "That's Uranus." <laughs> and he just keeps going <laughs> like it never happened. <laughs> and, and it is just the most magical 6-year-old thing to ever occur in this show. And then whatever misgivings I had about this show uh after not watching it for 20 plus it years, come it, it just all of the, all all of the things that I felt that this show does wrong. <laughs> I kind of just put into a little drawer and closed it shut and <laughs> was like, we'll come back to you guys. Yeah. Because well, right now so it's forgiven. Weird
1: alien things. There's an episode where um, there's some, there's some sort of like political humor that really dates it, like you see the Clintons and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so there's one where he's handing out the White House. This, you know, another like, spaceship comes out and this dignified looking like, alien comes out and goes, we have traversed many planets and galaxies looking for the most important answer to the most important question in the universe. And we think you can answer it. And they're like, what? What is it? That Barbie doll. What's her sister's name? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Skipper. Oh, Skipper. Never thought of that. And he walks back into the ship and goes, Hey, everyone, it's Skipper. And you hear this ecstatic audience of aliens. Yeah! Yeah.
0: yeah. And then they just fly off. Yeah. There's no a- mystery of the universe revealed or anything. Well, to it them it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to us. We were expecting, <laughs> like, the, we were expecting for them to come to us well, and reveal something. We took our and, mystery for granted. Yeah. And they come to us, like, for this mundane question, like, so, what is the secret sauce that you put on your Big Mac? Yeah. and it's, we convene for we convene for a moment. We're like, it's a Thousand Island dressing. It's That's all it is. Of the
1: the the <laughs> the answer in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You know, what is the meaning of life? Forty two. Yeah, You're, yeah. Uh, it's like a very underwhelming answer, and then there's a very underwhelming question in this. And just I, okay, I can't. We need to talk more about. We can finish up soon, but we talk about like all the fourth wall breaks. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now. I'm going to be randomly adding it in. Some like when the announcer just randomly interrupts. Like yeah. they, they do yeah. a two part origin of Freakazoid episode, and at one point he's like, right before it becomes Freakazoid, we interrupt this program to increase dramatic tension. Thank you. And then there's another one. We interrupt this program for an important message. I love you. I and love the, you. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one. We interrupt the program to bring you this important message. I'm actually a deep voiced woman.
0: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember that one.
1: And then there's like another episode where the show just stops in the middle, like Freaks always arguing with a guy about like you need to go face the lobe. He's like, No, the slaw prohibits me and the guy goes, What are you, Wacko? And then Wacko from Animaniacs pops up and is like, oh. No, I'm
0: Wacko See and that's that's I think the episode where Wacko and Pinky and a Brain make a special gets Yeah. Against, yeah. I think that's the episode I remember the most. It's a clip on YouTube. So just a some kind yeah. of joke,
1: Wacko pops up and he starts singing you know, Wacko's uh America and Spielberg's like, Hey, you're throwing off the groove of the show, why are you doing this? And he's like, Oh no, Steven loves when we do these little crossovers. I mean Anime is his favorite, and Fingers' like, No, no, Frink is his favorite. The brain pops up out of nowhere, it's like, No, the the wit of pinking the brain is his favorite. Well, let's just figure it out. And they're cut to Amblin' Studios, they're all arguing, and uh, mm. a Frank Welker voice, Spielberg, like, Well, what's this all about? And they're like, Steven, we know you're very busy, but we just want Who's your favorite? And his response is just, "Who are you, people?" Yeah. yeah. Cut back to Freakazoid. <laughs> Where were we? And the episode just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like
0: the ju- just, they, they, they- try to they- pretend like no, they were just produced this. He's
1: too busy to care about you guys.
0: No, 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 no. See, the the, the creators behind Freakazoid, they obviously knew like they're going to do a lot of rapid fire jokes and then let them let them. Lay where they were. They're just gonna lay them out on the table and be like, well, "Here's the joke. Either you get it or don't. Move yeah. on." Yeah. and Oh, it's so move on. They just yeah. You know, no, they're no they're not about the repercussions of anything that happens. Yeah, they might come back to it a little later on, but they were just like, "That's it." They even knew as soon as they understood that the ratings weren't doing too well. Like they even they even made fun of that. They even made fun of the fact that yeah. hey. Hey, can you watch this show so we can keep our pants on? It'll, it'll be really helpful. We'll be unemployed. It's in the theme song, the first yeah.
1: episode. <laughs> He's here to save the nation, so stay tuned to the station. If not, we'll be unemployed. Free us out.
0: And even though the show is not my thing, no. um, I do hope that there are more uh, cartoons of that nature, of roundabout silliness, of crazy yes. insanity, yes. That, that appreciate that kind of... Whimsical random wonder. I know Sonic Boom does it. I know Teen Titans Go does it, yeah. much to a lot of people's chagrin. And I'm this is an unpopular opinion, but I happen to like Teen Titans Go. I but there's, we yeah, well, uh, it's not for everyone, but no, at the same time yeah but at the same time there are a lot of shows that they're taking some the essence of what freakazoid was i'm not saying that they're obviously borrowed from it but they're they're taking that random slapstick humor that that switches to its own little asides and leaves the jokes as they were and keeps going with the main plot but so more cohesive yeah they but they relish in that randomness and i and, and i hope that more cartoons do that and don't get me wrong like no cartoon has done what Freakazoid has do- has done since. Exactly. And, yeah, it is kind of sad. And, again, it was very experimental. Not a lot of people enjoyed what it was or even got the joke of what it was. Um, but at the same time, there's still something really special about it. And I hope that, hey, if you have the opportunity, if you haven't seen Freakazoid, See give it a please. shot. Yeah. give it. Do it. Give it a shot give it a shot we'll go watch a clip or so on YouTube maybe you'll like it maybe you maybe you won't but yep. as as animators this is something that we deeply appreciated when we were kids and maybe you will too
1: yeah I, I think the fact that even though you've, you've made it very clear this show wasn't your thing the fact that you can still appreciate it says a lot I think about what it means to people who it is up the right alley for yeah uh, like it's, myself like I just
0: I admire it's we don't give a fuck <laughs> they do not like at all and it's it's that kind of attitude where you're allowed to be silly, you're allowed to be goofy, you're allowed to be in your own little head. And as long as it doesn't hurt the ones around you, no. then you should absolutely you know be free to be that person or be free to tell those kinds of stories. So if you find yourself looking for some inspiration on how to be you know how to relish in the random randomness of comedy or even the appreciation of the magic of off the wall humor and Tearing down fourth walls. Freakazoid did a lot of those things before Deadpool did a lot of those things in the mainstream market that is today. So, by all means, give it a shot. Chris, that is a perfect summary of Freakazoid. So, the,
1: my only response to that can be Hugbees. Hugbees? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that?
0: I remember Hugbees. Oh my God. It's the
1: Cosgrove uh, girlfriend episode. It starts with this this episode is dedicated to everyone who's ever fallen in love.
0: This episode is also dedicated to Mrs. Ashley Hugbys of Fullers Earth, Arizona, because we like saying the word "Hugbys." Go ahead, try it. Hugbys. Hugbys. Hugbys.
1: Moose. And it's <laughs> randomly throughout the episode. Cut to a live action stock footage crowd going "Hugbys." <laughs> Oh, it's, dude, it's what funny. What my dad, sh- my parents remember me loving this show. The only thing my dad remembers in quotes is the theme song lyric runs around in underwear. And I, I always want to tell him, Dad, that is nothing compared to how batshit this show is. Yeah,
0: this show is that's tame. this show is crazy. It is completely nutso. So, and I, as a kid, the animation in Freakazoid constantly fluctuates. So you have some good quality episodes. You have some not as good quality yeah, episodes. It's the same way with uh, Maniacs. But that theme song. That theme song has stuck with people to this day. And I remember singing it to death when I was a kid, to the point where I annoyed my parents about it. Freakazoid Freakazoid runs around in underwear. Freakazoid. 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 Oh, man.
1: The lyrics and the visuals so well sum up what kind of show you're about to watch. Like, Freakazoid, chimpanzee. It cuts cuts a stock footage of a chimp. Or or Floyd the Barber cuts his hair. There is no character
0: named Floyd the Barber. (laughs) Oh, oh, before we go, before we go. Yeah. Who is that guy, that one character yep. that, that has the most grotesque yet happily nonchalant face? Yes. And his neck is sticking all the way out and he's like staring at the camera. That... And he has and he's like, he has like pointy hair. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that he's, he's, he's balding, but he has like short hair. But he's like, he, has, he has like the craziest John K. grin on his face. What is that? Who is okay. that guy?
1: His name is Emmett Nervant. Uh, apparently he was designed by the creator of angry beavers who worked on the show. Okay. Um, he was really just a joke. The idea is they they show him once or twice per episode for a split second, even where mm-hmm. he doesn't fit at all. And yeah. if you watch the credits of every episode, there's a reference to it. Like find Emma Irvin and send him home. And, like <laughs> send they're they're always the credits are crazy too. Watch the credits. It's just, yeah, they, 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 like Animax, they often have little things up things where it says a line after them. But there yeah. are all these weird credits. Uh, I I think there was one that's a Monty Python reference where it says "And Wina is the hopping woman" or something mm-hmm. like they must that makes me think they probably did draw from the Monty Python style for just like throw caution
0: to the wind it it definitely feels like it yeah it was a very risky show but it's a risk that it's fondly remembered in a lot of people a a lot of people's minds at least it got more than
1: one season Um, yeah second season is also pretty amazing the series finale have you seen the series finale I have not seen this it's series It's called Norma Dayis. It spoofs Amadeus, but instead it is uh, the Loeb kidnapping home TV carpenter Norm Abram because he's envious of his carpenting talent.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. And
1: Freakazoid teams up with uh, Norm Abram. Hmm, and, okay. Oh, we didn't even mention Jonesy. He hires Jonathan Harris of Lost in Space fame as himself to be his new butler in the second season. Jo- oh my – to replace Ingmar, his mute butler, who oh. is indeed mute. Uh, and in his daily that's... episode, people keep asking him, weren't you on that show with a robot? And his theory of why Norman Abram was ca- captured, which they dedicate a full minute to, is that tiny pixie people who live underground can get uh, TV signals, worship Norm Abram as a god. Their king was crushed by a falling rock. And so they're kidnapping him. They're going to, like, dance around in a little circle with him give him a little crown. Oh, wow that's something i need to
0: watch okay yeah yes. I'll, I'll be sure to check that out one and day The
1: series ends with all the characters coming out on
0: stage and seeing we'll meet again oh you know what here's an idea um the next time you uh, next time you swing over let's watch that episode together yeah. I will, uh, that might be something like worth streaming or something or like or recording. like recording yeah, there's, some be- stuff,
1: there's some stuff i want to talk to you about uh possibly watching slash recording for the show and then like recording our thoughts after uh we'll talk more about it after we're done recording
0: Okay. But I guess
1: this is probably a pretty good point to wrap up. And if we yeah. have not made it clear, Freak is one of the most ludicrous American cartoons ever made, and you should you should check it out. Absolutely, form your own opinion because there is really nothing else like it. And yeah. if you are like me, you might find a new a new favorite. And if you're like Chris, it'll still be quite an experience.
0: Yes, it's definitely something worth checking out one day
1: and that, I think that draws our fourth episode to a close Chris thanks for uh, joining me again and we've gone over it because I would still like to give people a taste of what is next Chris what is your pick for our review topic for next week
0: um, the pick for our review topic next week will be a uh, recent favorite of mine and it's a video game and you might have heard of it it's called Undertale and uh, by all means give it a, a, a check us out then because it's probably one of my favorite games ever
1: I have it, and I think this is going to give me the incentive to finally sit down and play it. Yeah, Um, and I'm pretty sure from what I know about the game, we're going to be we're going to kind of have to spoil the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Spoilers abound,
1: but that will do it for our fourth episode. Thank you for joining in, and thank you to Chris and (laughs) Hugbees.
0: (laughs) Hugbees.